Welcome, Hunters, to the Hunters Hub episode 39. Uh, we're getting up there in numbers. Well, we can huzzah. We can vote twice over now. Oh? I think. What? <laughs> oh, I get it. Oh, you're talking about our federally sanctioned voting age. Voting ages. Yeah. yeah, well, at least here in the U.S. of A. So, um, welcome, guys. Democracy. <laughs> um, first of all, shout out to Wolfie Mellon for the music that is probably ending right about now. Maybe. I don't Yay. Know. Uh, <laughs> um, and then also Jeremy Clark for our logo, uh, which will be going on Virtue's sleeve. Yay. Yes. We'll get, we'll get into that. Doing um, a thing. Oh, I had a quick announcement about Wolfie. Uh, what about her? If you haven't seen, she has uh, put out several new videos, and yes, all of them has. are just as amazing as the la- as when she was on. So go check it out; it's cool. Yeah, big shout out to her; she's amazing. And then also r slash Monster in the World, yes, for being our friends. <laughs> Speaking of friends, how you doing, Toaster? I am great, actually. Things have been good. Playing some new games. Uh, trying to pay, trying to actually finish the side quest game. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> this is Fortwan, by the way. If I didn't say that, gasp. <laughs> I could be someone else. This is one the, of so many other people. This is the other co-host, uh, Jim. He's been here the entire time. <laughs> hey, it looks like he hit the tree, Jim. <laughs> and uh, welcome, Haru. Welcome back, our guest that keeps guesting. Uh, thanks. I have a 17 at the end of my name because I made this username a while ago. Oh, man. When that Did was you cool. make it in 2017? No. Oh. He made it when he was underage. I've been mm. with Fortwan since I was 15, uh, so I'm 30 now, so half of my life. Um, but before that, I had Dragon Man 16. <gasps> Yes, Solid. I was Solid. I was a nerdy edgelord, fourteen year old or thirteen year old or whatever. I even went he's into not those... just a dragon, and he's not just a man. He's dragon man. Uh, and then virtue, <laughs> welcome back. What's up? Hi, virtue. Hey, how you been? Good. Hi. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. So. Today we're going to be talking a little bit more about Behemoth because we got some new details dropped, and um, Virtue's going to tell us a little bit about what he's going to be doing here soon. So why don't we just start with that, Virtue? Okay, so we're we're leaving the Behemoth behind. Um, so for now, Monster Hunter World now. Championship USA is happening on the twenty eighth of this month, July. Okay, and that's taking place in San Francisco. So I will be going out and attending and attempting to compete on a professional level hopefully win we'll see how it goes but um yeah and looking to rep some of our communal uh, spots so hunter's hub is one of them hey yeah gotta rep the good stuff it's like a sprint car i'm uh all marked up he thinks we're good stuff (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Wow, people wow. are in 
gonna be disappointed. Strike, strike that. <laughs> strike that. Disappointment. I'm contented with uh, qualifying as a product at all. So you know. <laughs> yeah. I think you'd have to make money off of this to get <laughs> wow. to call it a product. Man, we gotta start selling out. <laughs> that's that's where I'm going wrong, apparently. So, um, where what do you know what the speedrun challenge is, or is it a surprise, or or? So the qualifier quest is the current Puke challenge, or no, I'm sorry, um, standard arena Puke uh, quest at the moment. So okay. that's like great sword, light bow gun, hammer. Um, I think there's two other weapons in there that don't really matter or count because you can't get good times with them. So why bother? And then uh, once you've done your qualifier, and if you're, I think, in the top eight teams as far as times go, then you move on to the final, uh, which would be the Nerg Slay Event 4, which is currently available um through the guild hall up in the gather hub and uh, that is like i'm I'm trying to think what it is switch axe light bow gun um lance s and s and there's another one in there but it's it's none of it's none of the weapons that i want it to be unfortunately so but i mean it's it's fun it's definitely a challenge to try to get your times down i think uh the current pb world holder that's that I'm aware of is doing that slay event in like two minutes and thirty seconds. That's like the fastest known time. Holy roughly cow. the fastest known time. Jeez. Dude, um, I'm struggling to bust fourteen. Yeah, and my team's current PB as of yesterday was three minutes and twenty eight seconds. So we're we're getting we're getting better. Um, the last time we we were doing it, I think our PB was like four thirteen. And so That's I mean, like, I, good if you take into like, yeah, if you if you take into consideration that you're like your good runs opposed to your bad runs, our bad runs are roughly what our good runs used to be, and we've lowered our time by about like a, maybe a minute. Um, so ideally, we're looking to bring it down maybe another thirty seconds or so. But I, I'm aware of a couple other teams, a couple other streamers that are going, and it definitely seems like it's going to be a very competitive outing. Um, so I'm just hoping to put on a good show, and you know, sure. if you win. Um, I know that they have a bunch of prizes for attending. So, like, if you attend, you get, like, a duffel bag with the Monster Hunter logo on it, like, a lanyard, and, like, if you're an actual uh, participant or um, contestant, then you get, like, a Monster Hunter t-shirt. I think it's, like, a navy blue with, like, a white crest emblem on it. Um, And, like, I don't remember the scaling of prizes, but I know that the grand prize is roughly... It's, like, a 3,600 dollar watch but after like markup and retail and it's the the limited quantity of it and everything like that you're probably looking at like a six thousand dollar watch potentially custom made by some you know time master masterpiece maker in japan wow um, it's a really cool looking watch and then you also wow. get a like a four-day trip out to japan um i'm not sure if you're competing in the expo uh, ex- how would you say expo exhibition uh, there you go exhibition um, of the Japanese circuit version of what this is for us in San Fran. So it might be like the best of the USA versus Japan versus Korea versus, or it could just be like, this is just Japan's, um, final outing for like the best of as far as their times go. But I think you're going out there for that and you're out there for like four days and 
it's like some paid expenses and just the experience, I guess. But um, yeah, yeah, because the I Japanese the... Uh, championship had been going up on the Japanese uh, Capcom YouTube just for months now, since like April or something. And yeah, then... I know the Korean mm-hmm. one is already over. Um, I still haven't been able to watch the footage of that, but I'm probably I probably learned something from that. So hmm. it looks like people have like meta strats and pro strats and even still i'm aware of a couple teams that are opposed to doing what is considered optimized so they'll be putting on a show and showing what they're capable of but realistically they're probably not going to stand a chance at winning or really placing that well but i mean i still i still give them credit i think that it's cool that people are irregardless of what is going to get them a win are loyal enough to showcase what they're capable of doing. And, and in that spirit, I think that's uh, where competition actually shines. So like anybody who's rolling out with the lances and the SNSs, then, you know, more power to them. Right. Nice. Hmm. So it's just weapon yeah. choice that is not, not always optimal. Yeah, right. unfor- it's it's unfortunate, but I mean, it's like one of those things where could they win doing using those weapons? A very, I mean, it's it's anything's possible, but at the same time, it's a much harder fight for them than it would be in the situation where we're using the more optimized path and then trying to master that to the best of our own individual abilities. So, I mean, it's it's a different challenge altogether, you know. Well, that sounds like the non-monster under speedrunner community, just because like. You know, you may not like the most ideal strat because it's uncomfortable for you to do or something like that, but Mm -hmm. you can still at least do your best and put out a great time and say, I did it, but here's the conditions I did it under, and I'm still proud of it. Right, right. Right. No, I'm I'm not opposed to that. If anything, I've I've kind of enabled or tried to embody that in the past where, like, I I chose Longsword as, like, my main 3U weapon, and I was trying to do, like, the Hellstygian quest, and it was pretty much nigh impossible to do it with that weapon, but... That was a cha- that was a self made challenge. So, irregardless of what people were soloing with or how fast they were doing it with, you know, my preference was to do it that way. So, I mean, I can I can totally see it and relate to it. So, for the people that are going to compete with the non optimized weapons, I I do genuinely respect them for it. At the same time, I'm going out to compete to to potentially win. So, with that in mind, like I have to master something that's a little outside of my. Um, comfort zone so i mean like I'm, i don't consider myself a switch axe main but i'm i know how to use the weapon so right. in, in the process of doing this and training for it um i I've, I've become more comfortable and more familiar with the weapon and and i enjoy that aspect of it i think that these kind of uh, little expos are a good way to take players out of their comfort zone and put them in a situation where they kind of have to rise to the challenge i, I do like that that challenging aspect of it okay is is there a way we can watch you? I think that they're gonna do this on Twitch, possibly YouTube. I know that the last couple big Monster Hunter outings, they've had something equivalent of that going on. It'd mm-hmm. more than likely be through like Capcom Unity, um, or it was like Twitch TV backslash Capcom Unity or Dash Unity. Um, well, there's when a I, when I find out more Twitch about Twitch channel. Yeah, when I find out more about it, then I definitely try to get that information to appropriate people and tweet it and stuff so well if you happen to see yuri and or socks out there tell them to get yuri will be there get their get their butts on this podcast (laughs) i'll talk to you which yuri (laughs) 
the only Yuri there is. There's two Yuris. Yes. On ice. There's the Yuri mm. that we've been talking to, and then there's, hi, everybody, Yuri with the community manager Yuri here. You know, the guy who used yeah. to do yeah. before you Yuri DLC. Ar- Ar- <laughs> I can never say his Yuri Arjo. Yeah, there's the community manager, and there's one guy who's a translator. Community manager. Center. There's Community a manager. translator uh, guy, but he lives in Japan. He wouldn't be. Kind of got like a small afro, and like he's currently rocking a porno stash, and he's the community manager. That's yes. that's <laughs> the year. That's the year. That's the I know. The chance. I, I guess we tell him not to listen to this episode then. Skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> I've messaged him and given him a shit about his mustache before. I think it's a sweet mustache, but it still looks like it's a porno mustache. So. <laughs> I mean, you got to know what it is, right? Yeah. You can't call. A handlebar mustache, something that it's not, because it's still a handlebar mustache. Yeah. Welcome on the podcast. Um, funny story, though. I actually have been in contact with him. Um, he said this is going to take a long time, but he does intend on trying to be on at one point. So, oh, that's neat. I was just no, Yuri's a great guy. Um, I've had some some interaction with him over the years, and I mean... Besides the fact of just being like Capcom official and and being limited on what he can say, um, right? They do they do do a lot of work that that the community doesn't even see. Um, oh yeah, and, of course. Like, preparation of like these kind of events or the releases of games. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Yuri had a hand in the design of the Monster Hunter main logo on Monster Hunter Four, which. There's the the two dragons and the fire and the crest and everything like that was part of something that he worked on specifically. Nice. So I mean they they do do a lot um, that goes unnoted as far as like the community at large. But Yuri's a great guy. I think he's um, he's always had it like the the best interest of, of the community legitimately um, in mind. So I, I has my full support. I try to do that. <laughs> Yeah, the, doesn't always uh, work. What's the, the support? <laughs> no, yeah, I try to have the community interest in mind. Hmm. But then again, I go and say I don't like anime, and that doesn't really help. Ah, <laughs> uh, war. So now. Uh, that's that's a hard thing to juggle. I mean, if that's the topic you even want to get into, as far as like what what is the community and where did it come from, and where is it going, and and what you can do to to be feel like you're a part of it as well as to to actually influence it so i would never go as far as say i influence it <laughs> well i mean if people were, if people listen and you were moderate for a while idea. <laughs> that's even worse people just hate you when you're a moderate <laughs> people are like don't do that man i caught so much crap just for trying to keep people from killing each other or being super mean to each other i'm currently a dead moderator for uh, adopt a hunter um when they very first started i uh i was i was going really hard and trying to provide as much information from the beta and and uh my gameplay that i had broadcasted and had kept going for a long while and uh at that point i was doing my job as a mod and at this point i'm not really anymore but I mean, I guess that's that's influencing an aspect of the community. Like, I don't think community is like one place you can go to as much as it's yeah, a of bunch course. of central hubs that are all loosely connected based right. on the same premise or idea. Um, and as long as people have like valid or good intentions behind what they're doing with those loosely associated clouds, then I think that 
you know, you're you're doing your job to to build the community and, and sustain it. Yep, I try. I will say that I was part of Adopt a Hunter, and my uh, I was I was the mentor, and I had a student, and uh, we talked like three days before release, and then release came out, and I was like, "Hey, where you at, buddy?" Never heard from him again. My student flunked me. They dipped on me. Wow. Yep. And then I had some guy like request me hardcore, and then and then he dipped on me, and then I had some other guy that was not even my issue or to deal with and i tried to help them out and somehow i still have them on playstation and they occasionally hit me up but i mean i think it's as much as the idea is a solid idea it's also on the participants to to really to make it happen to fulfill it yeah um so i mean like if you go into something half-heartedly and and then you don't even attempt to make anything of it then you can't really blame the idea or the cause or the oh, no. result no, because, because yeah, because that doesn't have anything to do with it. It's it's based on per basis of of the individual, right? Yeah, I'm just saying that individual just stopped talking to me. Yeah, like, okay. <laughs> All People right, whatever. On the internet don't always fulfill commitments, guys. Mm. What? No, that's like saying like I've never had a D and D campaign ever fall apart because people just stopped. Uh, but it really God. is a solid premise and they do have like a, a high level of organization to it was that too I real for one i mean for the, for i mean the i was your dm it. so <laughs> ouch not just you i uh, yeah, i know okay cool so i will try to see if i can watch i don't know i think the 28th is a friday and I have to work Fridays. Saturday. It's I mean, Saturday? 20, 20, 27th is Friday. That's when I'm, I'm dipping out of where you I'm You don't at. have to work. I, I mean, it's a Saturday. It's taking place, I think, from like noon to 7 p.m. Um, uh, okay. Pacific Standard. Okay. I might miss the tail end of it then, but oh. I'll try. If I can get Daniel Tiger off the TV, I will try. No recognition whatsoever of Daniel Tiger. You've talked about it before. I remember Daniel Tiger. Okay, he's cool. Okay. It just there's this dead silence. Daniel Tiger, huh? Yeah, no, I'm out of the loop on that one. Mister Rogers' neighborhood became Daniel Tiger's neighborhood. Is now. Oh, animated. they replaced him. Okay. PBS Kids, yay! Um, so uh, moving on from that, uh, well, let's talk about Behemoth. So. There was a live stream. Um, I watched a good portion of it, and we have a cheat sheet up here that we're looking at <laughs> um, for the Final Fantasy VII crossover. So we get to see that Behemoth is, well, a Behemoth. He's freaking huge. Um, looks like you only find him in the Elder Recess. Am I wrong? No, that's, that's it looks like it. primarily like that's the case. That seems fine. I mean,. They haven't showed footage of him anywhere else, or right. distinguishably anywhere else. I mean, it's that's cool and all, and it makes sense. But, but where's the freaking Coral Highlands and Rotten Vale <laughs> monsters? <laughs> uh, yeah. We'll get Coral Highlands when we get to face Bahamut. How about that? They're <laughs> <laughs> not gonna give us Bahamut. No. That would be sick, though. <laughs> right. That would be worth right there, like. <laughs> You want to put you want to put a dragon in a dragon hunting game. Give me Bahamut. 
and have him like giga flare the whole damn area. Honestly, can I just get a Final Fantasy game that's basically a Monster Hunter game? Like, can I get a Coral Highlands that's on fire? They made that. <laughs> that would be be- just everything is burning. Jellyfish are burning. It was it's called the uh, Final Fantasy Explorer for 3DS, I believe. Huh. Oh, don't even get me started on that janky ass game. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I don't think we've ever brought that up when we were talking about Soul or uh, Monster Hunter like games. I don't think anyone's ever mentioned that one. I never played it. I didn't know about it days. until you guys just said it. So a small gem existed. <laughs> Glad I got the name right. Uh, that was Monster Hunter like. It's an interesting so game. What I've seen. It's, oh. it's fun. You just need people to like. You need a. You need people. It's not. Really make it shine. It's not a solo game. Not really. It's it's very grindy if you're trying to play it solo. If you're playing it multiplayer wise. Up to four people wandering the maps. It, it plays like a very downgraded for you, like even choppier than for you, less assets visually. Huh. Um, but for the moment, minions. I'd like to be Dragoon you all back on topic because <laughs> there's a little bit of a weird monster in Monster Hunter World. Um, it has like MMO, like aggro mechanics, and it's called Enmity in 14, and it has like a 35 minute time limit. So you have to beat the main story to get to it. Are we talking about Behemoth again? Yeah, he didn't like our oh, tangent. Oh, yes, so. we are. Fair enough. I was interested uh, in the tangent. El- Elder Primal, uh, one of the older Vespers, a a monster, demon, likely like a body type of Janoga, um, Zenogar, whichever you prefer. I always thought that, uh, I- I've said this many times, I always thought that. Uh, Oh, I can't remember his name. Nergigante looks very much like a behemoth just by default. But then we got an actual behemoth, so I don't know if I can say that comparison anymore. Yeah, some people uh, on the subreddit were saying that it uses the Nergigante skeleton. That makes sense. Just no wings. I'm not sure which, really. Yeah, it's got the same mm. sort of head-dragging charge and that kind of stuff. Because Virtue, when it roars, so it's very distinctively. But, but like, about the collab. Um, so we're getting Final Fantasy-inspired content and Monster Hunter, and, and Final Fantasy getting Monster Hunter-inspired content there. We're getting more of a structured fight, or a fight that calls for uh, structured combat, like tanking right. and things of that sort, enmity. Um, whereas in Final Fantasy, has got more of a... Anybody can be a tank, so that means that enmity or aggro is shared amongst all potential combatants and and synced up. I want to know how right. they're going to handle that with regards to the stealth and taunt armor skills. Like, will those override uh, Behemoth's inbuilt abilities, or will it, you know, will will they Behemoth just ignore those completely? Well, from my understanding, anybody who strikes the head is the one that's ga- gaining the enmity, so like they would essentially play out a tanking role. Right, well, we all... that's what I mean. In terms of like Warcraft terms, does that mean whenever you hit the head, you're taunting the monster so it instantly changes to you, or does that build your threat meter on that monster? And it's something I'm just kind of curious to see. I, I think it would taunt like a flash, like, a, like almost like a flash kill. Like you're trying to instantly gain attention, whereas in head strikes build up over time. 
I'd imagine that the okay. taunt skills you just, have some you effect. You just said two different things. Like usual. <laughs> Did I? I don't. Oh, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. So in, in Final Fantasy, most MMOs, um, a lot of the tanks get a skill called Taunt, which instantly grabs 100% uh, threat from a monster. Usually it's it lasts a little bit, but that's enough time for the tank to build up their normal threat gauge. That'll actually get it. Like um, in MMOs, they'll, monsters will have priority. If you're doing a lot of damage, you'll start to lower raise your threat levels. If you heal a lot of people, you'll start to raise your threat levels. And whoever has aggro as the person who's highest on those bars. Um, taunt skills in MMO always bypass those for a set amount of time. So that's why I'm wondering if it's going to be when you hit it in the face, does it just aggro to you for like five seconds and then go back to doing what it's doing? Or is it it's stuck on you for a while and then uh, will somebody else have to hit the face in order to get it off? I think it's the second one. So I watched the live stream, and that seems to be how it goes. That's not a great indicator of how things are going, I would say. But it, it's it's kind of how I saw it. Anyway, it's you know. See, when you say taunt, I think of the armor skill taunt, not necessarily no, was, the MMO skill taunt, yeah. which that I compared to like flash, where that's I agree, it's an instant grab, but the entity over time is kind of like standard Monster Hunter mechanics already, in a nutshell. Right. Like, right. You know, someone dealing more damage over over duration of time, typically. Uh, visually, it appears like they have more aggression relayed to them in, in mid-fight or mid-hunt. So, is it just... It's the same, but more of it? Like, more... That's what I'm curious to know. Uh, is that, like... If you're healing, if you use a healing item in Monster Hunter, the AI of the monster knows to target you. And like, kinda <laughs> that would you make around. more sense, yeah. Well, I mean, like that's always been a thing that it. people joked about. Uh, hunting horns have massive enmity, because anytime you start to play, the monster's like, nah, nope. <laughs> Get that out of here. Yeah, it's so really annoying when people just start playing guitars on your front porch. Is this a from personal experience? <laughs> I was trying to sound like an old curmudgeonly man. No, no, um, no. I wanted to bring up something else they talked about, at least in the the slideshow description we got of uh, uh, Behemoth, and that is an unavoidable one shot that you can't. From what I can, from what I'm interpreting, you can't really roll through it. It's, you're not going to be able to guard this thing. But as you're fighting him, he drops like. Uh, Could you suicide dive it? And there's no such thing as a non-dodgeable thing. Well, what I'm saying is, from the, the information we were given, is, uh, you know, he's dropping comets or, like, mini-meteors throughout the fight. And mm-hmm. eventually he'll drop a massive one, like, clearly the spell meteor. Like, <laughs> and uh, in order to avoid it from what they gave us was you have to... you have, mantle. Uh, you can't farcaster. You can't, quote, run away from it, so I don't know how much range it's going to have. And getting hit by it is an instant cart. And they say its impact zone is gigantic. So you have to use the Tem- comets temporal. to hide behind? Yeah, Virtue, from the from the language of what they're using, it sounds like they really want you to hide behind those smaller meteors. Right. Um, I don't think Superman diving or a temporal mantle, I think it'll just one-shot you even in those. Because a lot of MMOs... Uh, uh, how do it say this? They kind of even that raid bosses kind of push you into specific strategies to combat them. Yeah, 
Um, in my mind, there's no way that they can enlist or change the game mechanics to such an extent that it's a completely different game for just one soul hunting match. So I think that it's tailored maybe towards this more structured fight. It's tailored in the sense that there are more optimized ways to interact. So maybe hiding behind the comet. No, regardless, damage goes everywhere but that area. So it'd be like Lunestra's flame comes out on the ground. However, there's one area where it's not on the ground every time. So no matter what, as long as you're standing there, then you're not really taking damage. Maybe the damage is distributed at such a high volume that it kills you if you're anywhere else but behind there. But it's still inherently a Monster Hunter game, so we still have Monster Hunter rules to abide by. It's it's not like it's a turn-based, all you know, key-mashing right. situation I... now with, with skills. It's still Monster Hunter, so... So even even if like a temporal mantle, if you've ever been hit with multiple hits at one time, temporal mantle will keep jumping. Um, the only time that you're taking damage with the temporal mantle is when you're idling or already mid strike, and that's and that's more nudge based damage than it is a full on directed attack, which the temporal mantle automatically negates and jumps through. So since we we, we don't have skills. And because and the game isn't a different game altogether. It's not Final Fantasy. It's still Monster Hunter. So there's there's got to be ways around it. I, so you don't, I think I de- I think they're creating the idea of it, and they want us to abide by it. And I think we will for the most part. But eventually, as time goes on, we'll find ways to then break this fight as we've broken so many other obstacles um, that have been presented to us throughout the series. So, but I don't think that it's it's like impervious. You know what I mean? Like it's still monster hunting. so you think it will not be changed that much Overall. i think it'll be drastic but there's there'll be ways around it see i still think they're gonna go all the way with it because they mention like the, the phrase that they have is taking the impact directly results in an instant fame that and i also mentioned you need someone uh chipping away health you need somebody to draw the attacks away like i think they really are trying to push this collab to its limit Right. Yeah. The, there's there's one thing to mention also with the meteors. It the, they also mentioned that you don't want him to be around the dropped meteors because that's how he initiates that attack. Really? So you also have to lead him away from the dropped meteors. So that would explain the tanking thing. Um, yes. Yeah, and they what, also say get, your tank it has to have like a defense oriented weapon, which is like I guess a lance, maybe. Lance gun, yeah, lance block. charge blade. The sword and shield. You can block count. with it. It's defensive. It's heavy, big enough. Heavy Bogum with three shield. If you're augments. doing sh- shield bashes <laughs> on the face with SNS, then yeah, that could totally be tanky. I mean, I'll I'll tank with the I'll tank with my heavy bowgun. <laughs> can I be an evasive tanker with a longsword? Just counter everything. Maybe that'd be sick. Although, um, watch as he has like follow up attacks, so you'll counter the first one and get just dumped by the second one. Shh. <laughs> Well, they've also they've also discussed that this is a quest that's available post HR sixteen, and that in the future, I think the exact frame frame of words was uh, they wanted an ultimate version of Behemoth, Ooh. which then <laughs> kind of coincides with like the maybe one day we'll get a monster in our ultimate. Da, 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 da. But, you know, but but I mean, I don't I don't know if I 
I'm, I, I guess make a believer of me is where, where I'm at, where I'm standing from. I don't know. They said that you need to hide. It's, I, I get where you're coming from. They're, they're, they're setting up a story. Um, cause Superman diving works most of the time, even now you can still Superman dive and still get just completely creamed. Um, uh, if you uh-huh. remember, um, it didn't help to Superman dive a lot of um, Crimson Fatalis' attacks because they would just follow up. Right, because <laughs> the amount of iframes in the attack, w- the attack was longer than the dive was. However, right. currently in the game, like getting knocked down and staying down is still somewhat longer than Superman diving. So, I mean, like even as a Superman dive, like, how long is this meteor falling for? Like, how much damage am I taking? Am I taking damage while it's falling? Once it hits? I think it's a and one then it shot, explodes so. after the fact? I'm assuming it's it, the or, impact. Based on yeah, based on how it's cast it in the previous Final Fantasy it, games. I, so I was watching a live stream. It looks like there's actually two impacts. There's the impact when it hits the ground, and then it sort of explodes after a little bit in fire on the ground. Hmm. So that might be why you can't Superman dodge, because you'd have to Superman dodge the impact... And then it blows up when your dodge is done. I'm guessing. Like yeah, so it looked like it was like evasion five or something. Right, maybe because it looks like it looks like there's actually two impacts. Now, granted, this is like me just watching footage once, right? This isn't, but that's what it seemed like to me. It was like, oh, okay, kind of like how uh, Lunastra's uh, Nova. Um, it does the initial blast and then it, you know, sort of heats up and then it blasts again. That's kind of how I took it. I think of it in the sense of like, it doesn't matter how much you try to funnel content into disguising itself as a different game. It's still inherently the same game. Sure. But, you know what I mean? So like HR 16, where, where, where were you at HR 16? Did you have high rank gear? Was it upgraded all the way? Was it augmented all the way? Were you rocking a, a uh, call weapon that was maxed out with the defense slot with augmentations as well. I, Were you running a super hyper build of whatever? I, mean, I went to I set got, of armor. You know what I mean? Like I, I got HR sixteen in four days, so Cool Day was not. <laughs> I went to <laughs> four days after release. I want to say that a lot of people. The reason they put it so low is because they don't want to lock people out. Because the last thing they want to do is have this really cool collab and. Maybe get Final no Fantasy door- people interested in Monster Hunter, and then they join, and it's like, ah, oh, no, you, you can't, you can't do this for like three weeks. Sorry, go away. Yeah, like they yeah. want people to have an opportunity to get to it. Right. At least try. It. I'd love to be wrong. I'd love there to be like full fleshed out mechanics that we have to play by to succeed in this environment. However, I still think that it's Monster Hunter. And it's as it's as close as Final Fantasy as it can be while still being Monster Hunter, just like how Final Fantasy is as close to Monster Hunter as it can be, but it's still Final Fantasy. That's you know what I mean? Like, virtue it's not Monster. I'd love for you to be right because I like Monster Hunter and MMOs, eh, not so much. So I'd love it if it so wasn't. You want Virtue like, to be right? <laughs> I don't want it to have the most <laughs> giant, all-affecting hitbox that you can't have fun with and you can't play around the edges of. Yeah. I mean, how many pl- how many players are going to roll out there and going to be like, "All right, guys." Let's, let's take an inventory stock of our potions and make sure we're ready. So when he does this skill, then you activate 
your true charge and when, you know because that's not gonna that's not gonna happen it's not gonna fly like, so i do like we are i do kind of have hope because of the fact that behemoth does not just have meteor and comet in his repertoire he's famous for other abilities um yeah you actually, he's a big he's a big meat sponge for attack and he can dish out dirty damage that will end people yeah that's that's how i look at this situation like given circumstance more likely than not it's gonna screw you up if you're anywhere out in the open but based off monster mechanics we know ways around that kind of shit you know what i mean we've the game keeps throwing these things at us but it's it's still the same thing that we've already we've already done yeah so so it's interesting go ahead i was just gonna you can go first. I was bringing up the next uh, slide. I'll stop being so argumentative. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I I'm gonna say I bet um, I bet this is gonna be challenging, even if it is still as you say in the same sphere of other fights and Monster Hunter. Only because if you imagine Lunastra for a long time was challenging to a lot of us because she mm-hmm. was so different. I think Behemoth, <laughs> even though it seems to be taking in a Nergigante skeleton. Which you know, like Nergigante to me is the easiest elder now. Like I can, I can sub three minute Nergigante, uh, tempered. When did that become the accepted term? Because I've been using it too, and I don't know where it's sub sub time. Yeah, sub I don't this. know. I don't know. I I I heard it from speedruns a while ago, and that's <laughs> not from Monster Hunter speedruns. Other speedruns like uh, oh, okay. Doom speedruns. Yeah, that makes uh, more sense. Um, I don't know. I don't know where that came from, but. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like, I can destroy Negrigante, but I bet this thing is going to catch us off guard enough with just the different nuance of attacks and everything, just the way Lunastra mm-hmm. did. You know, Lunastra was, like, uh, she's tough. She's if a lot tougher If you weren't using cool drinks for, like, the first day or two, you were just getting obliterated by those flames. You're right. Well, now that I've fully crown-hunted her, done 122 of her, 121. Wow. Um, that you know like she's not really a big deal and i think behemoth is going to be the same way they did mention that he doesn't have scaling down for single player either like they can't right that that's that's what they're hinting at they didn't straight up say that they said do you you were going to want to play with other people um which i don't know like that's another one of those things like it kind of feels like they're just being deceptive more than the telling the truth you know what i mean like no, it's so awesome. You're going to want to fight with other people, but then again, well, they've always sold the content as like multiplayer. That's the big premise behind the game itself. But I mean, right? I there's mean, there's plenty it's... of people that solo and and make it a viable option. It's easy, it's easier to solo in this game than it's been in other games. I don't know why. Right? You Even doubt... solo. I don't know why you doubt them yeah. saying that. Like you should bring other hunters. Like you probably enter it solo if you really want to. Like you can't enter Cove. But it literally takes you five hours to get through like a phase of cold. It's possible, <laughs> but it's it's for like the the very special few people who don't yeah. like having fun. So I don't know. It doesn't sound like yeah. it. That's a that's a. I like that you know the game is multiplayer focused, but I mean I end up playing by myself so much on these games just because of my schedule of when I can play and how. That you know, it, it makes it hard for me to play with other people sometimes. I mean, as you guys know, I can't play till really late, and I mean, you know it's not really late for for you two, but for Toaster, it's kind of late. A little bit. So it's so like it's it's 
my play schedule doesn't really mesh with a lot of the people, so no, I don't always get to do that kind of multiplayer content. Um, I kind of made an exception for Cool Bay, but... I'm hoping that it's more of a comparisons to Culve. Like, Culve has its mechanics, but at the same time, it's still inherently a Monster Hunter elder fight. You know what I mean? Like, the, the, the big elder fights in comparisons to the previous entries of the series, where right. you track it from zone to zone, you dish as much damage as you can... In, in this zone, I'm allotted environmental um, tools or damage or traps, and I use those, and then that effectively helps me progress, regardless of the amount of people that I'm co-oping with or not. So I, I would think that Behemoth would play out similar. I think there's just a lot of maybe one-shot hits where they emphasize the idea of mechanics, but... I think the only one-shot is the Meteor. I think everything else is just very highly damaging. Hmm. So about uh, the difficulty, they it's interesting because they haven't Capcom haven't actually given out like told you like use these skills for any of the updates or anything like that. But in this right. this monster, they say you should have fully up, uh, augmented gear. You should bring like uh, a defensive weapon if you're a taunt, and uh, guts, health boost, and wide range skills are good against it. Um, it's really interesting yeah, that it's they... A, it's a little weird. It's interesting that they mentioned, like, wide range to me being really useful, because wide range was certainly very useful for uh, Arch-Tempered Valhazak, and they didn't mention that then, so... I think it's because they're trying to really play up the tank DPS the healer. Aspects. Yeah. Yeah, let's see, that's what, that's what I'm saying. All it's right, right, right. Okay. They're just... They're, they're picking this focal point to look at it and go like oh but it could be like an mmo you know what i mean yeah yeah i think they're being deceptive in their marketing um i don't say I, i'll say like they very could have well have tuned the fight because they say it's going to be very different they keep saying it's a very different fight um and i i believe them because i mean even within the realm of monster hunter like i said before lunastra is a very different fight like there's things that you have to deal with with Lunastra that you normally don't have to deal with like ground fire like I mean yeah that happens with some of the effects of fire effects but not like oh gosh it's, like, yeah, like, like straight up in zoning execution. yeah like straight up don't stand here <laughs> well not well like con- co- concept of agreeance is like Laoshan and Kolf it's the same fight but Kolf's like the rejuvenated version of it kinda yeah Kind of. Uh, it's also I'll say Leo still never directly attacks you, even at the end. True. At least in that game, it's also the first. It one was that's, a stretch, but it's also the first one that's had two actual forms in combat. Like it, it, they are straight up two different monsters as you're fighting it. You know. That's true. Yeah. So it's it's not that you haven't added anything new, but uh, do we want to talk okay, about? Well, Shiny Kuliaku. Oh, that's yeah, interesting shiny. to me. <laughs> so, so here, here's my thoughts on on lore premise. So <laughs> the the blue sapphire star is like the big creation myth or lore in Monster Hunter, but in Final Fantasy they also have this giant blue crystal that represents Hydaelyn, um, the goddess Hydaelyn. There's like an evil side of that zodiac and. The world is called Hydaelyn because it's based within the crystal. Um, 
So I'm wondering like how they're going to connect that together back and forth. They probably do more lore based on on Final Fantasies um, 14s. Help help me here. <laughs> how would you say that? With it, within that world, you're going to have more representation of lore than you probably would in Monster. Oh Island. yeah. Oh yeah, um, on that end, I would have said yeah, 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 because yeah. they they have so many people you can talk to, and every quest has paragraphs of dialogue. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested to see like how they're going to try to bridge the worlds together. It'll be the, nice, um, which is why I'll never play that game. Paragraphs of dialogue, no thanks. Uh, Not an MMO guy. I got into we've WoW. Yeah, we've discussed bit. this already. There, no. uh, you you might like enjoy this. I think it's uh, it's the end of the first game. There's like 45 minutes almost of unskippable cutscene. <laughs> There's oh. it is. I don't. I, I could be very wrong there, but there is a massively long cutscene where you can just like just walk away and make a about sandwich. A Realm Reborn. That part. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, all of it's a Realm Reborn now because they killed the old version. Thank goodness. Well, no, it's okay. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that was before, and then it was ARR, and then it was Heaven Sword, and then it was Stormblood. Yeah, it's the end of uh, it's the end of Realm Reborn, beginning of Storms of Blood, where it's just you don't get to fight anything. You're just clicking through cutscenes and clicking through. <laughs> you don't even want to know how much MSQ is there, dude. Like it's <laughs> it is literal days of questing. Because no. every time the screen fades to black, you're like, oh, thank God, we're done. <laughs> And then it slowly lights back up, and it's not focused on your character. And you're like, no. <laughs> do you want? Do you want to talk about what Monster Hunter bits and and fun they're getting? Uh, um, like cutscenes, if they're good. Just gonna put that out there. There. Well, I mean, we've kind of talked about that. They're getting some armor weapons. Uh, looks like an emote for the the barbecue. I don't know. The, the the barbecue is is furniture for your home, and that's okay. interactable. The they're getting a the poogie. what is it a, a pajamas poogie. Mm-hmm. They're getting a palico and like the leather gear. Probably gonna be just a pet new for you. style. They're getting a Rathalos mount. A what? Um, that you can fly a mount. You can fly it around. It's a lo- it's a los. <laughs> it's the world version of los that you can fly in game oh, in select areas as a mount. Don't make me reactivate my account. Uh, <laughs> they're called, You're getting a los amount. They're known as monsties toaster. <laughs> yes, oh God, please! No, I said I said don't make me reactivate my account. I don't. I don't want to go back to playing fourteen again. The armor, in my opinion, doesn't really seem that great. It seems like a mix match of previous or other versions of armor in the game leading up till Stormblood. I'm honestly it doesn't yeah. scream lows to me. I'm honestly surprised they didn't just give him generic just Rathalos gear straight up. <laughs> they should have. I know a lot I of mean, like a lot of the fan audience wanted Karen related content and they said maybe next time as like a Hugh Hugh hint hint. Yeah, I I would have rather seen the traditional uh, Rathalos gear. I mean, they've put that in a lot of different things. That's in um, DCI. That's in Lost, Lost Planet. Planet. That's yeah. It's it's in a lot of places. It's I mean, it's in the freaking Me Fighters and Smash Bros. U, Wii U. It's, Street Fighter skin, I think. Yeah. Point. Yep. So it's all. You know, like, it's a very, I mean, arguably one of the most iconic armors of the series, and it just, I don't, I, I don't see how that's Monster Hunter related at all in that Final Fantasy picture. Wasn't it blue? One of the, one, 
Wasn't it Blue Rathlos that was on the cover of Try or Three Ultimate? One of the two? Three Ultimate. Hey. Blue Los armor, yeah. Azure Los, yeah. Yep, you're right. And it was also the only cover to not be facing the monster. Because three, 3G was uh, was Rikidios, and they never gave us that version for 3 u Okay. That cover art, yeah. Yeah, that was better. That was better artwork, in my opinion, than the, the Azure Los. Uh, it's like the de- default Western flagship box art. Yeah. Like, yes. Los. It's when we don't get... Oh, you're not going to get uh, Kushala Deora. You can get Los, though. Um, oh, you're not going to get Brachidius. You can get Los, though. That sounds like the uh, angry Kirby thing. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get Nergiante, but you can get Los, though. Um, we didn't get yeah. uh, Monster 2 at all. It doesn't matter whether Kushala Deora wasn't the flagship for the game we got. Uh, what, for Dos? Yeah, it was, it was... Freedom was represented by... Oh, I want to say Freedom? Plesioth. Uh, one of them. No, one of them was Nargakugu on the front. No, no, that was that was Unite. Okay, yeah, it was Unite and Two G. Both had similar box art. Freedom uh, had Los on it, but I remember there being a special box art out there that had Plessy on it. I know. I, I don't know what you're talking about there. It, Freedom had Los, and it was sort of like looking through like a porthole. For some reason, it was just in a circle. Yeah, it was like a crosshairs of some point. Yeah, well, I don't think it was a crosshair. I think it was just a circle. It was just like here's Los. You know what? Plessy was on the back of Freedom. That's what. Okay. Los is on the front. Uh, Plessy's on the back. Yeah, and then Freedom Two was Tigress. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's but um, as you can see, like if you ever look at all the box arts, uh, every single box art has the hunter looking at a monster with the monster coming at the camera so you're seeing the back of the hunter looking at the monster except for 3u for 3u it's like face of hunter face of monster so like the monster's like, like posing kill him. yeah like it's like no you wouldn't be facing away from an azure with allos. you just wouldn't <laughs> i don't know i run from plenty of Zerathloses. <laughs> you wouldn't be posing i'll say that you wouldn't you'd be running you'd be in action not not Hey, look, there's the camera guy. <laughs> but regarding the Final Fantasy content, they're doing something that they haven't really done before with uh, collaborations where the content is permanent. Like, they not right. only did they c- collab for a period of time, which is how, like, how most of it's represented because they had like a, a Final Fantasy 13 event, Lightning, but then later on you could only acquire some of the items through like the MOG station, so you had to pay for it if you weren't present for yeah. it. Um, oh, a lot okay. of a lot of their events are almost kind of like a one-time deal throughout the year. Sometimes you might see that content return, but slightly different if it's related to a game that's coming out with like a new iteration. Like, what was it, last year they did a yokai event and had like two mounts and it had like something like 12 minions. Wow. Because that was the big, that was like the big thing. However, they haven't made that, that content available um, again and the content is not available through the MOG station, so that would be like the limitedness of how Final Fantasy XIV distributes their collaborations with other titles. So for it to be permanent in the storyline, to where that's why I'm saying like they're probably they're investing more lore into it easily because they're fleshing out full quests for it. Oh, that will be there. I missed that. Irregardless of your level, I didn't realize it's so, actually a storyline thing. I thought it was just going to be a one shot fate. 
It is static content. It might as well be MSQ, but for side quests. That's really cool. In Final Fantasy fourteen. So yeah. if you're not like level 70 now and at the end of Stormblood, then normally it would be like, oh, you got to race to get to the end. So that way you can do this content. Otherwise you miss out on it. But it's it's static. So it's staying. Nice. Um, much. I think they emphasized on that premise that the the talk live for Final Fantasy and then they, they had Capcom people there representing and they, they talked about Monster Hunter and how how if Behemoth is going to be a perma thing for us, then Los is going to be a perma thing for Final Fantasy. Um, so you can get you can get that poogie, you can get the the barbecue spit or the Los mount or any of that stuff at any point in time as long as you play Final Fantasy fourteen, nice. which is nice. Um, and then like the the quest setup that they have for Los, the, like the Los encounter, it starts off as like an eight man, and then they have an EX version or an extreme version. Um, of the run that runs with up to four people so it's kind of akin to a normal standard hunt for for monster hunter players and outside of the norm the normal realm of so in like final fantasy and an mmo based it's not exactly turn-based as much as it's real time but it's within a proxy so like let's say we're all in a dungeon together and we're fighting a boss well the boss's range is that it could hit any one of us if it wants to it could also cast at us or physically attack us if you're within a certain distance so that's how it plays out so if a los wants to shoot you it's going to shoot you and there's nothing you can do about it but normally that's where that whole entity and having a tank and a healer class and a dps um all plays a factor like any standard mmo um in this fight however there is no um held entity so it, it can anybody can be a tank is i think the way that they worded it so that means that it can attack you if you're DPS, it can attack you if you're a healer, based off of whatever presets they've already involved in the so, game. So if anything, Final Fantasy version of, of Alos is more real to Monster Hunter than what I think the behemoth is for us in Monster Hunter as an MMO aspect. That's kind of cool. We take their tanking aspect, or we take their aggro uh, aspects for fight, and they take ours for a fight. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did they take our UI as well? Oh, they they changed the way that you consume potions, I believe. So, like, mm-hmm. it's going to look like Monster Hunter potion consumption <laughs> in Final Fantasy. And they also only get, like, an allotted amount. So, I think these potions are for this event only. And henceforth, you can use them in-game to, like, fully restore or something like that. Because normally you would need, like, very high-end shit to run that. Um, with that mentality, like, oh, I'll just, I'll just take ten potions with me and that'll be enough. Because it... Cause that's why you have a healer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know anybody yeah. who's brought a potion into so, a uh, dungeon ever <laughs> in Final Fantasy. It's, su- it's super rare, and it's more like strength potions, int potions, dex potions. It's mostly a for des- like people that are trying to min max. It's mostly desperation if you're like trying to level and you're about to wipe, and you're like, "Oh wait, I have a potion that I accidentally picked up for as a quest reward like ten minutes ago." Yeah, you see, might use one. Those items are used more in crafting than they are, I think, in in, in actual combat. I'm just going by my experience. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I think uh, I think it's time for the monster balloon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special edition tonight. We're actually leaving the world of. Whatever the final or whatever the monster in the world is called, and we're heading over to Aorzia or uh, yeah, Mesidia right. or uh, 
Ivalice. Midgar, Ivalice, or wherever you feel like. You say Dissidia? Uh, no, I said uh, oh, Miss <laughs> uh, Missidia and why Sidia? Uh, My Sidia? Yes, Mercidia. It's there's no R. Either way, <laughs> we're going to be talking about the Behemoth today for the Monster Balloon. Um, so the Behemoth has been around for a long, long, long time. Uh, while it did not appear as a fightable monster, it was in uh, promotional art and uh, concept art for the first Final Fantasy. Seems odd. They threw it as promotional art, but then you couldn't fight it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was par for the course for old games. Uh, but since then, it has appeared in every single Final Fantasy, with the exception of one. And I had it, and I could not find which one it was. Um, it, but it appeared. talking about cactars. It was one of the phone games where it appeared as a. Uh, it it appears it like dummied out. You can find the sprite in the data of the game, but they don't have a monster for it yet. So that's all the, the bravest. It's one of the phone games. It turns out there's actually been like more than ten Final Fantasy phone games. The new one's actually pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, some of them are pretty fun. I'm playing through uh, the tacticsy looking one right now. It's enjoyable. Or the Dissidia one for the phone. Um, no, it is, it is in fact in All the Bravest. I was, I was trying to double check for you, sir. <laughs> um, but it is in All the Bravest. Uh, it's... I'll, I'll find it later. Um, but yeah, other than that, it has appeared in every single Final Fantasy. Uh, nine out of ten times, it has not used in any elemental attacks, though. It is mostly always brute and raw power. Uh, the few times it does use elements, it's usually lightning or wind-based, though. Um, one thing I was worried about, and I think you guys would all agree with me because we all play the same game, um, it had an ability in Final Fantasy IV and a few of the other extra ones where it could counter being attacked or being hit with magic with an ability called Maelstrom, which takes your hit points down to single digits. That is the actual effect. It just reduces your parties down to single-digit numbers, no matter where you were before. Didn't it also do that in 7? Dude, the suspense is killing me. What monster are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're talking about Chocobos? (laughs) Um, It actually did not cast Maelstrom in 7. Luckily, it missed that one. Um, But Maybe that's Ruby Ruby Weapon that does that. Probably, but... uh, Dude, Ruby Weapon is trash, and I hate that thing. uh, Those Kingdom Hearts fans of you out there might know that Sephiroth does the exact same thing. He has that spell that takes away all your mana and leaves you at one hit point. Which is just just terrible. (laughs) Uh, But they've also been used to use uh, Life Break, which thankfully doesn't exist in Monster Hunter, because I think that'd immediately kill us. Uh, Life Break being, it would take the difference between your health and its health and do that much in damage. (laughs) <laughs> oh. <laughs> inflation uh, but it frequently uses Comet 2 which is always like bringing down generally 4 Comets to attack your party which I think that coincides well with uh, what they're talking about when they're talking about Monster Hunter in um, they're talking about the Behemoth and Monster Hunter where it's going to call down Comets and you have to hide behind them I wouldn't be surprised if every time it casts Comet it pulls down 4 of them for all four party members. Yeah, it looks like there were three yeah. or four. I okay. Also, I can't wait. Members can hide behind one comet. 
I, I cannot wait to see the video of all four people trying to hide behind one comet and then some person like doing a shield bash with a sword and shield and throwing the person <laughs> outside from behind the shield. <laughs> oh, it pleases me. Thump sucker! Wow. <laughs> um, it also generally does uh, Mighty Guard, but I have no idea how that would apply to uh, Monster Hunter at all. Uh, Bouncing. Yeah. They need a more fist-looking weapon so I can monk out and then run in uh, unintentionally and completely screw the team and die in the process. Nergigante <laughs> dual blades. That's that's a claws though. I need like I need fisticuffs. Well, that's the closest we got. I mean, a lot of fist weapons in Final Fantasy are claws. Um. Yeah. But that would be like, uh, what, how do you say this? Katars. We say things so differently. <laughs> I do want to point out. The, uh... <laughs> Don't apologize. Uh, I, I do want to point like out the. Oh, sorry, you go. Go first. <laughs> it's like Jamdars or like Katars or what, what is it? There's, there's there's other ones. Wrist blades, essentially. Hmm. Yeah. The... Knuckles. You got any okay. of them chakrams? So what I was going to point out was uh, this particular behemoth is using the Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV style of behemoth, where it's this big hulking monster uh, that's more feral looking than demon looking. Um, with, you know, the huge black mane and all that. Uh, yeah, it is the fourteen presence. If you, I'm not sure how you got it, but you could actually have a giant behemoth as a mountain fourteen. I do. Uh, it, the collector's edition for AR. Ah, okay. Yeah, that's how you get it. Also, in the collector's edition for AR, you get a uh, tiny behemoth pig that's like kind of glossy with hair, and it looks like a mini behemoth. It is adorable. And, I want one. And apparently, we're getting one of those in World. Really, I'd like that for for a, for a skin on uh, our poogie. Nice. I haven't pet my poogie in months. I got all the fashionable stuff, and then I abandoned him. So. Uh, one thing I want to point out is normally the behemoth is significantly more um, purple. It's it's very toned down in this iteration, but if you go back through... It's a darker color, yeah. If you go back through, it is generally very purple in all of its appearances. Uh, Gamma all the way up purple. Yes. <laughs> I think the only <laughs> other ones that didn't appear as purple was Final Fantasy thirteen, but I maintain thirteen was weird. Uh, if they were going to make it, like, 14 content, they should have, like, let the full 16-man town go after this thing together. Like, like in the Final Fantasy 14, where there's, like, hundreds of people grouped up. Oh, god, yeah. That would have been fun. I think in 14, uh, it appears actually as... There's two different places where you can fight the Behemoth. There is... Yeah, that's right. Um, so... Corthus. Yeah, there's a place... Uh, Final Fantasy has an open world because it's an MMO. Uh, and they have these open world kind of raid bosses out there where they they call them fates, but they're basically world bosses. And Behemoth not only appears there, but also appears in actual specific dungeons as well. One dungeon, but you get the, you get the idea. He's like a throwaway primal for them, so they just insert him in other dungeons. But like the week, you can encounter him like once or twice a week, randomly under certain like presets, like the weather and stuff. Will let you know. Yeah. I don't think he was ever that super strong. He was not like, um, oh, what's the what's the really crazy world boss they had? That was the other summon, uh, guy on the mount. 
he rides Slefnir and he. You know, oh, Odin. Yes. Uh, they, Odin's not that bad. The the new one is actually uh, Ixion. Ixion's like the new open they, world they, end game. Thing. I didn't know they and brought her in. Ixion mount. Yes. Yeah, Ixion. It's like like a lightning zebra with like a really crooked Kirin sword horn. Yeah, I was gonna say if anybody doesn't Final know Fantasy what it is, Kirin. it's just a Kirin. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, Next week, I would actually Toaster like is dragged back into an MMO. I uh, I would actually like to see that as the next crossover between us and Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm on Leviathan. I don't remember where I am, <laughs> but uh, the I'd love to see us get Exion next time and they get Kieran. It wouldn't be too different of a crossover. Uh. But I think it'd be neat just to get outfits. I, I just want more outfits from Final Fantasy. <laughs> I'm gonna be perfectly honest. They can. You need that Oroshi Kirin. They that way they that way the Final Fantasy people can get our nice Kirin outfits, and that Kirin hooch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's what we used to call it back in the day. I swear we've already. This, I don't know this who this we, we is. I never called it. Oh my god. Jeez. <laughs> 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 Uh, but we could get some other uh, amazing gear from them. I'm not sure what gear we would get from fighting Ixion. I would like red mage gear, but that's just me because I want that badass hat. What about Noctis's? That's that's Guild Lopo's jacket. Uh, that's Guild Lopo's for male characters. Uh, female characters get stuck with this. I don't know. Researcher looking. It looks. You chose to be a girl. You can unchoose. Yeah, you know what? Maybe I want to be a girl red mage. Right. <laughs> Um, but uh, well, back back to Behemoth. Uh, Behemoth has always been a very end game boss. Uh, like pretty much every appearance is always in the like end of end of the game. I think the only time it's ever not been there, um, I'm gonna say actually Final Fantasy VII, where you just kind of encounter yep. them when you go back to Midgar, and they're not yep that scary. They're just a monster. Um, throwaway prime King Behemoth. On the other hand. <laughs> do show up in Final Fantasy in the Northern Cave and use, like, Flare in Comet 2. Um, for those not Final Fantasy, um, <laughs> uh, magic in Final Fantasy works very much like elements, you know. Fire does fire, lightning does lightning, ice does ice, who knew? And black mages throw all the magics around. And generally they all have an element, except for Flare. Flare is, like, the elementalist damage ability. And it also hits the hardest. <laughs> I always thought it was weird how they tiered their magic, so it'd be like Fire, Fira, Firaga. And then, depending on the game, Faraja. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, side note about Flare, it's basically the explosion. Like, <laughs> they all, Sometimes it looks sparkly, and sometimes it looks like fire, but most of the time it's just an explosion. And that's something that Behemoth can cast. Which, I think that's that meteor that he calls down, I think that's supposed to be flare i could be wrong but i think that's what it is you also hmm. fight behemoth pretty early on in final fantasy 15 it's just like some side quest, some side quests they showed in the e3 demo hmm. it is big too like the ones out in the plains are kind of small but then the ones they have you fight in cities are massive hmm. yeah, uh, the final fantasy 15 one looks kind of similar to the world one in that it's more gray purple than grape like also a little bit more realistic i'll say <laughs> they took away it's like yeah. 
red or yellow hair, depending on which version you're looking at. Um, yeah, and they show it like walking through the woods, like sort of like a monster hunter monster would. <laughs> you'd follow it in that sense, hunt it. So I do have to say, I'm, I'm sad to inform you. Uh, there's no armor you can make from carving a behemoth in Final Fantasy because you don't carve things in Final Fantasy. Same thing with there's no weapons that you can make out of a behemoth. There's in Final a Fantasy. mask and a faceplate and and a full gear set equated to turning in his horns. Wait, which game? Final Fantasy 14. Really? I did not know that. It has its own mask. It has, uh, for any male war class, which abides by all attacking-based classes that are not magic, um, they have like a helmet that opens. You can use the slash visor feature so you can see your face and you can hide it um, within the <clears> helmet. <throat> and then it does have an armor set, but the armor set is... Just kind of like a generalized Dark Knight set before they announced a Dark Knight class later on in the game. Huh. I did not know that, actually. I do know that there is behemoth armor you can get for your Chocobo as well. It's, yeah, it's just that was also part of the Collector's Edition content for ARR. Um, one thing I wanted to point out to Fortran as well, Behemoth appeared in the best Final Fantasy game, Tactics. And yep, I know he did. They hit like a truck. <laughs> they hit. They're fun to capture and have on your party. Yes, I, I did not know um, if you bring a Beastmaster along with them, you can make them cast spells. Like <laughs> Giga Flare and Alchemist and other like crazy abilities they don't normally have. So I'll actually no, I try didn't, that. I didn't know that either. Um, but yes, they, they've been a staple of the Final Fantasy series, which I think is... Outside of Bahamut, I think he's probably the most uh, commonly appeared enemy. Maybe up there with bombs, but he... Ifrit. That's true. Did Ifrit appear in the very first one? Ifrit's been around, I think, the whole time. It's the changing, interchanging roles. Huh. The one that surprised me the most, though, is uh, Bahamut... Or not Bahamut, sorry. Behemoth actually appeared in the Final Fantasy Legend games, which... If anybody has never played those, uh, and if you're a Final Fantasy fan, look up what Final Fantasy Legend looks like. It's it is not a Final Fantasy game. It's kind <laughs> it kind of got the Mario Two treatment where it's another game that kind of just got Final Fantasy jammed on, like its name got jammed on there, and people just assumed. I'm just looking for more Square Enix games with like Monster Hunter crossovers. It's going to be like Monster Hunter Kingdom Hearts. Um, I did want to point like out a Pokemon UI. <laughs> Um, like Behemoth has appeared like battle in interface. Oh, <laughs> Pokemon's basically turning into monster at this point with like designs and heck yeah and attacks and ideas. I'm uh, sorry, so <laughs> I don't follow that one. Th- there have been uh, there have been appearances of Behemoth outside of its native game because I always talk about like I always try to talk about like where it's appeared that's not you know the normal game or any variants and stuff like that, which. The big behemoth for Marians is always a king behemoth. It's just a bigger behemoth that hates you. Um, but behemoths have appeared in a few other games. Um, one that I've never actually heard, which was Dragon Quest and Final Fantasy in Itataki Street Portable. I guess it was a fighting game and you got a card, but not really. It seems odd. But that game also featured like Cloud and chocobos and other final fantasy characters as just guest artists i guess yeah that's basically just like a gobble waiting to happen right there 
And then they um, also showed up in Kingdom Hearts as well, along with a few other ones. Um, but the biggest one, did you know that Behemoth is going to be showing up in Monster Hunter Worlds? Oh, come on. <laughs> Just come on. <laughs> Sorry, I had to throw that in at the last end. I, was... I was going to say that the Behemoth is referenced in the Bible, but the Behemoth is possibly meaning dinosaurs in the context of the Bible. Um, Bahamut is also referenced in the Bible. It's, uh, so I think it's referred to as a giant whale. <laughs> That's a Leviathan. Okay. There's, there's many things that got taken from the Bible for the Final beast. Fantasy. <laughs> okay. The beast. Uh, at- D&D, right? Yeah, there's a lot of things that get thrown around that are shared. <laughs> I don't think the Bahamut's uh, the Bible. D&D takes a lot of things from a lot of mythologies. But yeah. all right, that is a topic for another time. <laughs> cool. So I think that's a, good, that's a wrap, guys. We're Ooh. encroaching an hour 15, so Yay. we're good. Alrighty, so this has been Fortuan. You can find me at Hunter's Hub Pod on Twitter. And uh, we'll see you guys next quest. And on that quest, Haru, where will you be? Oh, I'm uh, at uh, Kane's Dead Gran on Twitter. I tweet about games sometimes, and also politics because yeah, it's it's fine. Uh, Toaster, <laughs> where can we find you? Oh man, I'm not going last for once. What is this? Um, <laughs> you can find me at Toasty Smiles on the Twitters. Uh, YouTube coming soon. We'll see. And you can also find me playing my second favorite Final Fantasy game against Behemoth, Chocobo Racing. <laughs> what about you, Virtue? Where can I find you at? <laughs> Brother Virtue underscore on Twitch and Twitter. Just doing the thing, man. Getting some hunts, getting some training for that championship. The rep strong. Do it. Awesome. <laughs> Thank you all. I'm... Oh god, it was like the worst part of Final Fantasy 7. Oh no, I didn't mean Final Fantasy 7 show the racing. I mean the PS the PS1 game show for racing. How could you end that with like also?